And inshallah, we shall uh, do a recap of what we have given in the last class. Inshallah. So we said that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send all his messengers with one message. And that message is to worship Allah alone. Or to single him out in worship. And singling out Allah, what's it called in Arabic? Tawheed, Hsent. What's the verb for it? Wahada. What are the parts of Tawheed? Hmm? Tawheed? Tawheed al Rububiyyah? Tawheed al Uluhiyyah? Tawheed al Asma'u Sifat. What's Tawheed? First of all, what's, what's the uh, proof for this parting of Tawheed? What's the proof? Hmm? Anybody? What's the proof? Fadl. But again, I ask, consider carefully the question. What's the proof on parting the Tawheed into three? You get the difference? None? What's the proof? Is there any way in the Sunnah that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said the Tawheed, Tawheedullah, on three types? One, two, three. Is there any way in the Quran that says Tawheed is of three parts? One, two, three. Hmm. Tawheed. No proof. It's just that a better understanding it has been. So there's no proof. There's no proof that it has to be divided into three. Like no proof that, is do, that, that it is divided into three? That it has to be divided and, and it was just a better understanding and teaching to make people understand because of the deviations which appeared during, after the, after the Tawheed. Tawheed. Very good, thank you very much. Father. Uh, the adults before Muhammad uh, huh? they, uh, they used to affirm that Allah was a creator, Aywa? but they would uh, worship him, and still Muhammad used to consider him a non So, the point is? So, so they, they split up Rubiya and Rubiya, huh? and they still were not Muslim. So, that, that shows that you have to have at least. What's the proof to what you said? Very good, but what's the proof? Aywa? You? you? In Surah you? Yusuf, Ahsant. Ahsant. So it proves a belief in something and a disbelief in something else. Yes? And it is known, as we said, that uh, belief and disbelief or one is not, c cannot be considered a believer and a disbeliever at the same time. This is a contradiction. So having such a verse that proves two beliefs, two kind of beliefs, or two beliefs at the same time, means that there are two types of beliefs. There's a belief or two types of tawheed. Because al-iman is a tawheed. And this is the belief in Allah's lordship, and the belief, and the belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserving to be worshipped. Wadih. وَمَا يُؤْمِنُ أَكْثَرُهُمْ بِاللَّهِ إِلَّا وَهُمْ and most of them believe not in Allah except that they attribute partners with Him. So, He said that they believe. 
Although he said in opposition that the attribute partners with him. And it is known that attributing partners with Allah is disbelief. So this proves that there is more than one type of belief. And this, so this parting of Tawheed has a proof in the Quran and in the Sunnah. Or the, the proof for these three types is available in the Quran and the Sunnah. But what is new it's just organizing, just counting them out, saying number one is this belief, number two is that belief, number three is that belief. And just this is just the same thing they did with as-salah. Shurut as-salah. What's the shurut? Shurut as-salah. Conditions of prayer. Is there any way in the sunnah where the Prophet says the conditions of prayer are one and two and three and four and five and six? Huh? No. Is there any way, anywhere in the sunnah where the Prophet said wajibatu salah, so and so and so? Is there any way in the sunnah where the uh, Prophet says nawaqidul wudu, the nullifiers of wudu, or the invalidators of wudu, are one and two and three and four? No. So how can we come up with something that the Prophet ﷺ did not come up with? He said, he clarified that to us, but the only thing the scholars did is they just organized the information. That's all they did. So the proof is there. So they went to a hadith where it says that uh, no salah shall be accepted without purification. And they said, uh-huh, this proves that purification is a condition to salah. And they found another hadith which proves that uh, a salah will not be valid if it's prayed not in, it, not in its time. So they said, ah, this is a, another condition. So they gathered those condition, conditions up into their books, whether books of jurisprudence or other books, and, and they said the conditions to salah are one, two, three, and four, etc. So this is something that exists in the Qur'an and exists in the sunnah, but the only thing that the scholars did is they organized it. They organize the information so it can be, so you can be closer to understanding, so it can be easier for you to understand. And this is a great uh, ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon our scholars, that they were the reason for us to better understand our religion and to easier understand, uh, e easily understand our religion. So we have to make dua for them, to ask Allah that he is, uh, to ask Allah for them mercy. And that he rewards them greatly for this great mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, cho has chosen them to undertake. So, we said that at Tawheed, the first part of Tawheed is Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, Rububiyyah is a reference to what? Rabb, very good. Very good, Ahsant. Al-Rabb. What is it? What's the definition? Naam, he who said Al-Rabb. What's the definition? Could you give me a definition? Yes, Al-Rububiyyah. Very good. Believing in Lordship. Very good. Or, or to be more accurate, singling out Allah in Lordship. Well, believing He's the only Creator, believing He's the only Provider, or the only one who disposes the affair, etc. The second one, Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. And it is singling out Allah in Worship. In Worship. And we, it looks like we forgot to talk about the third. 
We did, yes? Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat Singling out Allah and His names and attributes. Same thing, because Tawheed means singling out. Tawheed means singling out. Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat Singling out Allah and His names and attributes. And this is explained by a simple, simple, very simple, um, uh, what you call it, principle. To understand Tawheed al-Asma' wa sifat We say, does Allah have attributes? Hmm? No. Do we have attributes? No. Are Allah's attributes like ours? Conclusion, we have to single out Allah in his attributes. How? Proving that he has attributes unlike ours. Is this understood? Again, I'll repeat. Allah, and I'll be more precise this time. I'll mention an example. Does Allah see? Do we see? What's the proof? Is Allah's sight like ours? Conclusion. Huh? We have to single out Allah in His... Huh? Which is what? The one I've mentioned. Sight, very good. How? By proving for him a sight huh, unlike ours or unlike any other. Unlike any other. What's the proof to this? Laysa kamithlihi shay'un al basir In surat? In surat? Ashura. أليس كذلك؟ طيب ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير. What does it mean? ليس كمثله شيء. What does that mean? There is nothing like him. There is nothing like him. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said there is nothing like him, he subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that someone might come up and say, understanding falsely from that part of that verse. So if there's nothing like him and we see, that means he doesn't. You get my point? If there's nothing like him and we hear, that means he doesn't. If there's nothing like him and we talk, that means he doesn't because he's not like us. So he continued, subhanahu wa ta'ala, saying what? وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ And he is the all-seer, the all-hearer. Wadih? 
It's as if he's saying, don't think that by me saying that nothing is like me, that means I don't see or I don't hear. No, I hear and I see. But my hearing and my seeing is unlike any other. Wadih. And the people who have deviated in this uh, issue took, some of them took the first half, some of them took the second half. The people who took the first half, which is, there's nothing like him, he said, no, 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 he doesn't see. When he says in the Quran, when it says that he sees, it's a metaphor, it's not a reality. Why? Because they have taken only the first half of the verse. And there are people who took the second half in the verse and left the first. Said he sees and he hears. That means he sees and he hears just like we do. Understood? But the way of the people of truth, Ahl Sunnah, that they take all of the Quran and all of the Sunnah together, take all of the verse. All of the verse, what does it say? So they understand the first half according to the second, and the second half according to the first. Is this understood? Uh, anybody didn't understand? It's very easy, alhamdulillah. Our religion is easy. There's no complications. But the people who make complications are the people who understand the verses of the Quran and the sunnah, hadith of the sunnah as they want when they depended upon their own ideas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them under their ideas control that's why they have deviated so we have to single out Allah in his sight by proving for him a sight unlike ours okay what I'm going to do here is I'm going to highlight All the words that point out the attributes and give you another principle. See the highlighted in red? You can put any attribute you want in there. Any attribute. Okay? So I'm going to take three volunteers to follow the same pattern that I've written on the board. Uh, three. Three volunteers. Huh. Who wants? Anyone? Tawadhan. Very good. Yes, he does. Continue. No, 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 the same thing. Does Allah hear? Our brothers and sisters. Yes. Uh huh. Do we hear? Yes? No. How? Father, the one behind him. Father. Yes. Yes. Any attribute you want. Yes, we do. No. no, you don't have to say that. Because at the end when you say, 
we have to single out Allah and His knowledge by proving for Him a knowledge unlike ours that is understood. Wadah? Clear? Fadah. No. How? Beautiful. Ahsant. Third? Tfadal. Hearing, we did it already. We need another attribute. If you have another attribute, in the same. Per we did it already. Seeing and hearing, we did it. Give us a third one. Fadal. Take your time. Any attribute you want, uncle. Huh? Come again? Feels? No. The, 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 the principle says we cannot give an attribute to Allah unless there's a proof. By the Quran or by the Sunnah. So go ahead and pick up any attribute from the Quran, from the verses of the Quran that you know. Any attribute. Because we cannot uh, describe Allah with that which He has not described Himself or his prophet did not describe him. Ahsant. So? So? Does Allah have mercy? Mercy? Naam? Does Allah have mercy? Yes. Do, uh, do we have mercy? Is Allah's mercy like ours? No. What's the conclusion? We have to single him out in his mercy by describing him with a mercy unlike ours. Wadih? This is Tawheed al-Asma' wa-Sifat. This is Tawheed al-Asma' wa-Sifat. Tayyib. We have said that uh, the author wrote this book to teach us something. Hmm, who can remind us? This book, the first book, the four fundamental principles from the Quran. To give us a point. Fadl. Come again. Very good. To know who is the monotheistic believer and who is not. Why? Because there are people who claim they are monotheistic believers, but they're not. Why? Because they do things, whether intentionally or unintentionally, whether with knowledge or without knowledge, that uh, make them polytheists and not monotheistic believers. So we have to learn as Muslims as people who were ordered to uh, achieve the five or, or undertake the five pillars of Islam, we have to achieve the shahada. First thing first. The shahada that la ilaha illallah. No deity worthy of worship except Allah. And only then can we be monotheistic believers. So what is the first principle or what are the, the we said that in short inshallah we said that the author started his book with making dua for whoever reads it whoever reads his book he said as'alullah al-kareem rabbal arsh al-azim an yatawallaka fi dunya wal akhirah wa an yaj'alaka mubarakan ina ma kunt wa an yaj'alaka mimman idha u'tiya shakar wa idha abtuliya sabar wa idha adhnaba astaghfar fa inna ha'ulai al-thalath unwan al-sa'ada tayyib those three things that he mentioned are being grateful when you are given. 
being patient when you are tested and seeking forgiveness when you are when you are in a sin طيب. what are the four levels of patience huh? just mention one level just one level you huh displeasure very good what are the types of displeasure the, the types of displeasure or, or how huh one, one, that, that, that person who, uh, you, uh, the one behind you, yes, you. Okay, that's what, how? By actions, okay, you, Fadhan. We said by actions and by? That person, that person please. Huh? huh? Go ahead, Why? I didn't hear what they said. I want to hear you. Yalla. He said by actions. Uh, huh? Father. Hmm? By al-lisan. Al-lisan. By the tongue. Third? By the heart. How is displeasure by the heart? Father. Ahsant. By the tongue? Complaining. Very good. By the actions? Suicide. Good. Good. MashaAllah. What's the second level? The higher level? Okay, before that, what's the ruling of that level, that first level, which is displeasure? Not allowed. Very good. The second level? Tolerance. Tolerance. What's the ruling? Permissible? Wajib. Wajib. Because that, the second level, is preventing yourself from falling into the first. Understood? It's tolerance. It's to hold yourself from complaining. To hold yourself from being displeased. That's why this is wajib. Tayyib. Tolerance. Tayyib. The higher level? Huh? Pleasure. What's the difference between this level and the, and the one uh, pr- uh, prior to it? Uh, we gave a small difference between the two. Good try. Another one. Tfadal. Close. Close. He doesn't, like huh? he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. With the tolerance, he doesn't like what, he's, what, he's, what he is experiencing. But, yes, with pleasure, he is pleased. Yani over being tolerant, he is pleased. Also, with what he is experiencing. Tayyib, the highest level. Fadl. Thankful. How can we imagine being thankful for trials? None? Expiates our sins. Secondly? It, 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 very good. It increases your level. Third? Huh? The? The edger, which is the reward out of patience. Fourth? Have we mentioned fourth? 
جثري طيب this is a sabr sabr has three pillars what are they in it huh? for allah by allah with allah طيب by allah by allah how with the aid of Allah, Jazakallahu khairan. With the aid of Allah. Tay. Tay with Allah. Go according to what Allah wants, not according to your whims and desires. Tayyib. For the sake of. Uh, first one? For Allah? For the sake of Allah. For the sake of Allah. Wadih? Tayyib. Hada huwa sabr. A shukur. How is a shukr done? Three ways. Good. Heart, tongue, and body. Tayyib. Give us an example of the heart. Dhikr is with the tongue. Believing that Allah is the cause of ni'mah. Very good. Tayyib. With the body parts, Nabil. Got you, huh? Body parts. As-salah, ahsant. As-salah. How can salah be thanking? How? Huh? Yeah, I know, but how? How? How can sujood be a thanking to Allah? Very good, because these body parts that we have are what? Are of the ni'mah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon us. So putting them in the right place, not in the wrong place, is what is being thankful. Because if we put them in the wrong place, what does it become? It becomes kufr. And kufr is the opposite of shukr. That's why they sound the same. They sound the same. So kufr and shukr. So if you're not on kufr, you're on shukr. So placing them in the right place where they're supposed to be is a shukr. The first principle, what's the summary of the first principle? Have we written this? Have we given you the summary of the first principle? Hmm? No? So we say the summary of the first principle. No? Is that a question? I'm not allowed to take questions. I'm not allowed. I'm sorry, I, I want to, but I'm not allowed. Taib, the summary of the first principle is to say that uh, believing, huh, believing in Allah's Lordship, or singling out, better to say, Singling out Allah in His Lordship is not enough huh, to, to enter Islam. Is not enough to enter Islam. Neither Or nor does it 
prevent one from falling into polytheism. So this is a summary of the first principle. And the proof to this is the verse which the author has mentioned in Surah Yunus. قُلْ مَنْ يَرْزُقُكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَمَّنْ يَمْلِكُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارِ وَمَنْ يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَيُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَمَنْ يُدَبِّرُ الْأَمْرَ فَسَيَقُولُونَ اللَّهِ فَقُلْ أَفَلَا تَتَّقُونَ Say, we said say, who is the speech directed to? Ah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this Quran has been revealed to him. Say, O Muhammad, say to who? To those who have worshipped other than Allah with him. Say to them what? Who provides you from the sky and from the earth? Or who owns hearing and sight? And who brings out the living from the dead and brings out the dead from the living? And who disposes the affairs? They will say, Allah. All of them. Or most of them. They believe in Allah's lordship. They single out Allah in his lordship. This, is, this exists even in their poetry. The people of Jahiliyyah, the people, the pre-Islam. All of them, they believe in this. That's why Antara, and he's a very famous man, and his poetry is very famous as well. He said to Abel, the woman who, whom, he was, whom he loved, he said to her, أَعَبْلُ أَيْنَ مِنَ الْمَنِيَّةِ مَهْرَبِي إِنْ كَانَ رَبِّي فِي السَّمَاءِ قَضَاهَا He says, where is my escape from death if it was my Lord? Above the heavens, who has decreed it? So this exists even in, the, in their poetry. And we could uh, give a whole class just talking about this issue in their poetry. Their belief in Allah's lordship. So nobody, nobody, nobody believes otherwise. Before. Now it's different. Nowadays, it's different. And we, we will mention how it's different. But before... All of them, or most of them, believed in Allah's Lordship. Believed that Allah is the only creator. Even the Christians. They believe in three. But they don't believe that the three uh, created the heavens and the earth. Yani they don't believe that the other two joined Allah in creating the heavens and the earth. Even the Christians. So nobody believes otherwise. All believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only creator and is the only one who provides his creation. The second principle, but they have, what's the problem? They have worshipped other than Allah. They have surrendered to other than Allah. They have bowed to other than Allah. They have prostrated to other than Allah. Like the people of Nuh did. And this was the first shirk to ever happen on the face of this earth. The second principle is an answer to a question or a refutation, if you may say. That when you go and you find someone worshipping other than Allah and you say what you're doing is considered polytheism and he says, I believe that Allah is the only creator, but I believe that Allah is the only creator and the only provider, you give him this first principle. When you give him this first principle, he will give you an excuse. Or he will give you one of two excuses. Either he will say, but I'm not worthy of worshipping Allah. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy of worshipping Allah directly. So that's why 
I'm worshipping Allah through someone else. And this is seeking nearness to Allah. So he will say, I only turn towards whom I turn to, to seek nearness to my Lord. Because that person is a pious person, and he's closer to Allah than I am. And I don't have the face to, to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the sins I have. This is the first excuse. And we will know what's the ruling, on the, or we gave already the ruling of Allah in this excuse. The second excuse is he will say that I am seeking intercession. And those people whom, whom, uh, whom I worship besides Allah, they intercede for me to Allah, granting me whatever I wish from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the author says, explaining those two um, uh, excuses and Allah's uh, position from, from them, he says, the second principle, that they, the mushrikeen, say, we do not call upon or turn towards them except to seek nearness. This is uh, the excuse, uh, the first excuse. The second, an intercession with Allah. Then he says, so the proof against seeking nearness is his saying, وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَىٰ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ Meaning, and those who take awliya besides him, who take ones they worship besides him, what do they say? They say, we worship them only that they may bring us near to Allah. So this is their excuse. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Answering them. He said, hmm. Verily Allah will judge between them concerning that wherein they differ. Truly Allah guides not him who is a liar and a disbeliever. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala passed his judgment upon he who worships other than Allah with this excuse. What judgment did, we, did he pass out? First, that he is a liar. That means that is a lie. There's no such thing as worshipping other than Allah as seeking means of nearness to Allah. There's no such thing. It is a lie. It is a lie. By the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, that giving such an excuse does not make one a believer. Rather, he is a disbeliever by the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Truly Allah guides not him who is a liar and a disbeliever. Then he says, this is the answer for the first excuse. The second excuse, which is intercession. He says, and the proof against intercession through awliya is his, the Most High, saying, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُولُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ شُفَعَاءُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ قُلْ أَتُنَبِّئُونَ اللَّهَ بِمَا لَا يَعْلَمُ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ Surah number 10, verse number 18, which means, and they worship besides Allah things that hurt them not nor profit them. And they say, these are, uh, are our intercessors with Allah. Now, let's go to the surah, Surah Yunus, which is surah number 10, verse number 18. And let's see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding this, regarding this excuse. In surah number 10, verse number 18, he says, continuing, and they worship besides Allah things that harm them not, nor profit them. And they say, these are our intercessors with Allah. Say, 
Say, O Muhammad, to them as an answer to what they claim. Say, do you inform Allah of that which he knows not in the heavens and on the earth? What does that mean? That means no such thing exists. No such thing is real. No such thing is true. Because the thing which Allah does not know does not exist. Because there's nothing that Allah does not know. Allah knows everything. Everything. So if there was something not existing, it is not in Allah's knowledge. Because it doesn't exist. Say, do you inform Allah of that which He knows not? Allah knows not of people interceding to Him. That's what it means. Do you inform Allah of that which He knows not in the heavens and on the earth? Glorified and exalted is He above all they associate as partners with Him. So He described what they are doing by what? Associating partners with Him. Although they gave that excuse, but such an excuse is not accepted. Because there's no such thing. Because Allah knows not of people interceding to Him, between Him and His slaves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ أَتُنَبِّئُونَ اللَّهَ بِمَا لَا يَعْلَمُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ do you inform Allah of that which He knows not in the heavens and on the earth? Glorified and exalted is He above all that which they associate as partners with Him. With partners, as partners with Him. Then He said, An intercession is of two types. And He will give a proof for every point He mentions. An intercession is of two types. Shafa'atun manfiyyah. Shafa'atun manfiyyah means a negated intercession. First, before, before continuing, we, we shall give you, inshallah, the summary of the second principle, which says giving or using as an excuse, um, seeking nearness to Allah or seeking as an excuse when falling when falling into huh, into what? into shirk giving as an excuse when falling into shirk seeking nearness to Allah and seeking huh, intercession is same, same conclusion as the, as the one before it. Huh? Is not enough? Huh? To enter one into Islam. And doesn't prevent one from falling into shirk. Using as an excuse the following is not enough. Get it? Yeah? Using as an excuse. Okay, it's clear? Yeah? And using the following as an excuse when falling into shirk 
Mm -hmm. It's not enough to enter one into Islam and doesn't prevent one from falling into shirk or from being described as a mushrik. So we don't repeat the first tayyib. So intercession is of two types. Where did we get that intercession is of two types? It is simple. Because intercession in the Quran was negated, was both negated and affirmed. Understood? And I'll give you an example from the Quran. In the Quran, Al-Hidayah, what's Al-Hidayah? Guidance. There is a, a verse which negates, there is a, a verse which negates Al-Hidayah and another verse which affirms. Conclusion, Quran is contradicting. What's the conclusion? There are two types of Hidayah. There are two types of Hidayah. Understood? The first Hidayah is the Hidayah of Irshad, yani the guidance of direction, very directing. And the second Hidayah is the Hidayah of Tawfiq, which is making the heart accept the truth and act upon it. In a verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتْ Very, you, you do not guide whom you wish or whom you love to guide. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ But it is Allah who guides whom He wills. And in another verse, and this is regarding the Prophet wasallam. and in another verse He says, وَإِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مستقيم. And surely you guide to a straight path. Is there a contradiction? No, there's not a, no, no, no contradiction because the first guidance mentioned in the first verse is making the heart accept the truth and act upon it. And this is exclusively Allah's. Meaning the, only, the only one who could do it is Allah, no one else. As for the second one, which is directing, meaning, let me give you a plain example. That's the door, out. Can I make you walk the door? Hmm? No. Only Allah can do that. But can't I direct you to the door? Yes. So this is the second hidayah, which is directing. And this anyone with knowledge can do. Anyone with knowledge can tell you, this is the rope of Allah. This is the straight path of Allah. But making you walk that path, that is up to Allah alone, no one else. Understood? Same thing here. Same thing here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, negated the intercession in, a, in verses and in other verses affirmed the intercession. Conclusion? Intercession is all? Two types. And we will take them inshallah after the break. Do we have time for questions or? Alhamdulillahi wahdahu salatu wassalamu ala nabiya ba'dah. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. All the praises are to Allah. We praise Him and seek His aid and ask His forgiveness. And may the peace and blessings and salawat be upon His slave and messenger Muhammad, His house of kin, <coughs> His companions, and those who follow them exactly until the day of judgment. Alhamdulillah. Uh, okay. Someone asked, what does uh, mentioning the Hidayah have to do with our topic?
And we said the hidayah was just an example of يعني, something that was affirmed in the Qur'an and something that was negated. So I just brought an example. Meaning when I mentioned the shafa'a, which is the intercession, saying that the intercession was affirmed in a verse and it was negated in another, I meant just as, يعني, I'm giving an example to uh, prove this point by al-hidayah. So I said hidayah was proved in a verse and it was negated in another. And that would mean, uh, it would give the result that there are two types of hidayah. Same thing with the, with the intercession. Understood? The person who asked? Hmm? Well there? So I gave, it, I, I gave just an example on uh, something that was negated in the Qur'an and affirmed at the same time. This would mean that that thing has two types. That thing has two types. So intercession is of two types. يَقُولُ الشَّيْخِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ يَقُولُ وَالشَّفَاعَةُ شَفَاعَتَانِ يعني intercession is of, is of, two, is of two types. شَفَاعَةٌ مَنْفِيَّةٌ وَشَفَاعَةٌ مُثْبَتَةٌ شَفَاعَةٌ مَنْفِيَّةٌ means a negated شَفَاعَةٌ a negated intercession. شَفَاعَةٌ مَنْفِيَّةٌ وَشَفَاعَةٌ مُثْبَتَةٌ and an affirmed intercession. الشَّفَاعَةُ الْمَنْفِيَّةُ مَا كَانَتْ تُطْلَبُ مِنْ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ فِيمَا لَا يَقْدِرُ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ the negated intercession is that which is sought from other than Allah in that which only Allah could do. Again, the negated intercession is that which is sought from other than Allah in that which only Allah could do. Because I told you that a shirk, what is a shirk? It is equaling other than Allah with Allah in something exclusively Allah's, only Allah could do. Shafa'ah is, is exclusively Allah's. Shafa'ah is exclusively Allah's. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Say the intercession is all to Allah. And it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam intercedes in the hereafter, he doesn't intercede directly by his own will. No. He goes, as we explained before, he goes and he prostrates under the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals to him praises that he has not revealed to him before. Then the Prophet sallallahu praises Allah with these praises. And then until Allah is fully pleased, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to his Prophet sallallahu irfa ra'sak, arise, waqul yusma' and say and you shall be heard. وَسَلْ تُعْطَى And ask and you shall be given. وَشْفَعْ تُشَفَّعْ And intercede and you shall be given the intercession. So, intercession is only given after Allah's permission because the intercession belongs all to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if it is sought, it is sought from only Allah because only He gives the permission for who to intercede and who to not. An intercession, shafa'a, is taken from the word shafa'a. Is taken from the word shafa'a. 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 What's shafa'a? Shafa'a is making one, two. Making one, two. One is witr. How many rakah is witr? One. No, eleven is all the rakah and the witr is one. Okay? The rest is called qiyam. 
Salatul Qiyam. All of this is, is among, falls under Qiyam. But the witr is only one rakah. It is one. Okay? Now, let's say you decide to pray another rakah and not make it one. It is said in Arabic, Shafa'tahu bi rakah. Shafa'tahu bi rakah. That means you added one to it, making it two. Okay? Now, the Shafa'ah, I will explain how this is related to a Shafa'ah. A Shafa'ah is interceding for someone else to gain benefit or cast away harm. Interceding for someone else to gain benefit or cast away harm. A Shafa'ah has three sides. Intercession. Intercession session has three sides. Three sides. Regardless, regardless who is interceded or he, who, who gives the intercession. Intercession has three sides. The one in need, the one who asks someone to intercede for him, the one in need, is called al mashfu'ulah is called al mashfu'ulah al mashfu'ulah yani the one who is interceded for the one who is interceded for the one who wants something and he asks someone else to intercede for him that person is called al mashfu'ulah so this is the first it's a triangle. It's three sides. The second, the one interceding is called a shafi'. A shafi'. Shafi'. Shafi, his third father, was, his name was Shafi. That's why he's called the Shafi. Just an extra point of benefit. So the one interceding is called a Shafi. The one who gives the permission or who gives the need, attends to the need of both, both the one interceding and the one who interceded for, is al mashfu'u is called al mashfu'u indah al mashfu'u indah al mashfu'u indah واضح clear is this clear so it only has three sides it only has three sides let's say someone wants something from someone else and he asks an intermediate to ask for him. Okay? Who is a shafi'? An intermediate. Who is al mashfu' or indah? No, 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 regardless. Regardless who? Huh? The one who gives. Okay? Who, who, and, and the third? The last one? Huh? Al mashfu' the one who is interceded for. Intercession can only be asked from Allah. 
intercession religiously can only be asked from Allah in that which only Allah could do just like we explained earlier when we explained a shirk in that which only Allah could do that means if it was in something that, uh, that other than Allah can do is it allowed? yes it is allowed but in that which only Allah could do that is what? Hmm? In that which only Allah could do, it is not to be sought from other than Allah. It is only to be sought from Allah. Like which shafa'ah? Like the shafa'ah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The shafa'ah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One might ask, but the shafa'ah was given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He will intercede. Just like, as you said last time, just like someone I give money to. So why can't I go and ask that person? Instead of asking the one who gave him the money. Now he has the money. So we say, the one who gave him the money forbids you to ask it from him. You see? So, for example, Allah, did He give our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the shafa'ah? Yes. Allah, who gave him the shafa'ah, forbid us to ask it from him. Proof. Say to Allah, belongs all shafa'ah. So if we wanted the shafa'ah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we say, Allahumma shaffi' fina nabiyyak. So we ask him to grant us the intercession of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we can't say, Ya Muhammad ishfa' lana indallah. Why? Why? Why is it shirk? Naam? Fadal, you. Allah forbids? Okay. Another answer. Naam? Close. Tayyib. Huh? Allah has the attribute to? To give the shah. You're close. Very close. Uh, sorry. Come and go. Uh, no, no, him. Him. Yes. You had an answer. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, only Allah can give the permission for one to intercede. Allah gives the permission. Because as, she, as, as we shall mention, insha'Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in a lot of verses that the shafa'ah has two conditions. And it shall come, insha'Allah, in the quote of the author. Let's read together, insha'Allah. So where were we? He said, And the intercession is of two types, the prohibited intercession and the affirmed intercession. The prohibited intercession is that which is sought from other than Allah concerning that which only Allah is able to do. And the proof is his, the Most High saying, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu anfiqu mimma razaqnaakum min qabli an yaatiya yawmun la bay'un fihi wa la khullatun wa la shafa'ah. No intercession. La shafa'ah means no intercession. How can we say there's no intercession? And there's the intercession of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the Day of Judgment. Say this intercession is the intercession of the polytheists. The intercession which is sought from other than Allah. In that which only Allah could do. Because I said that 
Nothing can be uh, affirmed and negated at the same time, especially in the Quran, because the Quran does not contradict itself. It is a word of Allah. So this has to, be, to, to mean that there are two types of intercession. And those two types of intercession is the intercession which is denied. This is it. This is the intercession of the uh, polytheists. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in, a, in another verse, مَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ شَفِيعٍ مِنْ حَمِيمٍ وَلَا شَفِيعٍ يُطَاعٍ مَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ حَمِيمٍ وَلَا شَفِيعٍ يُطَاعٍ يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنِ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورِ This is in Surah Al-Shura. And in another verse, فاطر غافر Which verse? مَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ حَمِيمٍ وَلَا شَفِيعٍ يُطَاعٍ 18 جزاك الله خيرا And warn them, O Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم of the day that is drawing near the day of the resurrection when their hearts will be choking the throats and they can neither return them to their chests nor can they throw them out there will be no friend nor an intercessor for who are Avalimun between brackets? The polytheists and wrongdoers. And in another verse, in Surah Al Muzammil, in Surah Al Muddathir, Afwan, in Surah Al Muddathir, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, see, Surah Al Muddathir, which is Surah number 74, verses 40, from 40, starting from 40. Please pay attention. It says, in gardens, they will ask one another about al-mujrimun, the polytheists, criminals, disbelievers. And they will say to them, what has caused you to enter hell? They will say, we were not of those who used to offer the salah. No, we used to feed al-miskeen. And we used to talk falsehood with vain talkers. And we used to deny the day of recompense until they came to us. The death that is certain. So no intercession of intercessors will be of any use to them. To them. Why? Because they have sought it from other than Allah. Because they have sought it from other than Allah, as we mentioned in Surah Fatir. Al-Ghafir. So he says, This is the verse which is the proof for that issue, for the negated shafa'ah. وَلَا شَفَاعَةٌ And the proof to this is the continuing of the verse. وَالْكَافِرُونَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ He says, and it is the disbelievers who are الظَّالِمُونَ, wrongdoers. And the affirmed intercession is that which is sought from Allah while the intercessor is honored. this is not an accurate translation. And if you correct, can correct it, it says here, because it says in Arabic, And the affirmed intercession is that which is sought from Allah. Then, full stop, a new sentence. Meaning, the intercessor is honored with the intercession. Uh-huh. Here, the Shaykh, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, answers a question. You might say, what's the use of shafa'ah anyways? Intercession, in the hereafter. 
Isn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala able to recompense everyone in a blink of an eye without anyone interceding? Yes. So what's the use of, uh, of a shafa'ah? Why intercession? It is to show how honorable to Allah that who, uh, he who is interceding. Allah wants to honor him. That's why is, is the Prophet wasallam the only one interceding? No. Doesn't Quran intercede? Doesn't Al-Baqarah and Al-Imran intercede? Doesn't your fasting intercede? Doesn't your reading of the Quran in the middle of the night intercede? D don't the marchers intercede? Don't kids intercede for their parents? Yes. So let's ask it from them. Yes? See, this is a trick of the shaitan. This is the trick of the shaitan. He said, he, he, the shaitan says, since it is given to them, let's ask it from them. Basically, he's taking you back to the shirk of the people of Nuh. Because they asked who? The pious people. Well, so, if someone was to come to, to you and say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the intercession, so I will ask it from him. What's your answer going to be? He said, and he gave the intercession to the Qur'an. So let's ask the Qur'an. And he gave the intercession to the fasting. Let's ask the fasting. And he gave the intercession to the marchers. Let's ask the marchers. And he gave the intercession to other stuff as well. Let's ask all of them. Basically, we are asking other than Allah. And Allah has no share of our asking. Understood? This is a shafa'ah. Allah wants to show the honor of the Qur'an, the honor of Al-Baqarah, the honor of Al-Umran, the honor of fasting, the honor of the marchers, the honor of those kids who, who intercede for their parents. Allah wants to show their level or their rank to the people and that's why they are given the intercession. That's why the Prophet ﷺ intercedes only after Allah's permission. Only after he says to him, arise, say and, sh and, and, and you shall be heard. Ask and you shall be given, intercede and you shall be given the intercession. Then he started mentioning the uh, um, conditions of shafa'ah, the conditions of intercession. So he said, and the, and the one interceded for is he whose deeds and speech are pleasing to Allah after he gives permission, as he, the Most High, said in Surah Al, in, in Ayat Al Kursi, he said, Who is he that can intercede with him except with his, with his permission? This is a question of denial. Allah defies. A question of defying. Who is he? That means nobody. Nobody dares to. Unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives out the permission. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in Surah Al-Najm. Open with me together, inshaAllah, Surah Al-Najm. Which is Surah number 53. Verse number 26. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَمْ مِنْ مَلَكٍ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا إلا من بعد أن يأذن الله لمن يشاء ويرضى. And there are many angels in the heavens whose intercession will avail nothing except after Allah has given leave for whom He wills and is pleased with. So those are the two conditions of intercession.
So to receive the intercession of Allah, first, so the conditions of intercession. Intercession. One. Please. The conditions of intercession. One. The permission. The permission. Two. That Allah is pleased huh, with who? With the one interceded for. Who is that whom Allah is pleased with? The one who asked the intercession from Allah. The one who has worshipped only Allah. So the monotheistic believer, he, it is whom Allah is pleased with. Only he will receive the intercession. Only he will receive the intercession. Uh, take another uh, uh, proof, if you may. In Surah Taha. In Surah Taha. Which is Surah number 20. In the very end of Surah Taha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says... يَوْمَئِذٍ لَا تَنْفَعُ الشَّفَاعَةُ إِلَّا مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ الرَّحْمَانِ وَرَضِيَ لَهُ قَوْلًا In Surah number 20, verse number 109. 109. On that day, no intercession shall avail except the one for whom the most gracious Allah has given permission and, those, and whose word is acceptable to him. Is acceptable to him. So, again, the conclusion and the summary of the second uh, principle is that Giving the excuse of seeking nearness to Allah and seeking intercession is not acceptable and is not enough to enter one into Islam. Neither, it is, enough, uh, neither is it enough to stop uh, someone from being uh, ascribed as a mushrik. Now, after you have proven to he who worships other than Allah that his two excuses are false, he will say to you this. He will say, but those verses that you are bringing up are verses that were revealed in the likes of those who worshipped idols. We don't worship idols. We worship pious men. The third principle is an answer to this. You answer him with the third principle. What do you say? The exact third principle. You say, the Prophet ﷺ encountered people differing in their worship. That means they weren't worshipping only idols. Amongst them were people who worshipped the angels. Some who worshipped the prophets and the righteous men. And others who worshipped stones, trees, the sun and the moon. The Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fought them and did not differentiate between them. That means he didn't say, wait, 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 those are worshipping pious men, let's put them aside and fight the rest. No. He fought everyone who has turned and surrendered to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the proof is, the proof is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Most High, وَقَاتِلُوهُمْ حَتَّى لَا تَكُولَ فِتْنَةٌ وَيَكُونَ الدِّينُ كُلُّهُ لِلَّهِ وَيَكُونَ الدِّينُ لِلَّهِ in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse number 193. And fight them, fight them all, with no difference between he who worships so-and-so or he who worships so-and-so. 
Fight them all until there is no more fitna. What's the meaning of fitna here? Shirk. The meaning of fitna? Anfal, yeah. You're right. The verse which is in the metin is anfal, is the verse in Surah Al-Anfal. It is okay. It is the same thing, same meaning. But uh, the verse which the Sheikh chose in this particular book is the verse in uh, Surah Al-Anfal, verse number 39. Barakallah fiqh. And the proof. So now he mentions, the author mentions the proof that other things were worshipped as well, not just the idols. He says, and the proof that the sun and the moon are worshipped is the saying of the Most High, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ لَا تَسْجُدُوا لِلشَّمْسِ وَلَا لِلْقَمَرُ Don't prostrate to the sun nor the moon. That means that they were people prostrating to the sun and the moon. That means that not the idols, not just the idols were worshipped. And then he said, and the proof of the angels, that the angels were worshipped, is a saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as in Surah Al-Imran, Surah number 3, verse number 80. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nor would he order you to take angels and prophets for lords, gods. That means that they were people worshipping angels besides Allah also. And then he said, and the proof for the prophets, yani the proof that the prophets were worshipped, is the saying of the Most High, what a beautiful verse. Listen to it. And when Allah will say on the day of resurrection, Oh, Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus son of Mary, did you say unto men, worship me and my mother as two gods besides Allah? He said, glorified is you, or glorified be you. It was not for me to say what I had no right to say. Here, Jesus السلام, announces something. He announces that being worshipped is not of his rights, is not a right of his. Saying, glory be to you. That means you are glorified from such a thing, from such a wretched thing being said, that other than you deserves to be worshipped. Nay, it was not for me to say what I had no right to say. Had I said such a thing, you would surely have known it. You know what is in my inner self, though I do not know what is in yours. Truly you are the all-knower of all that is hidden. And the proof that the righteous men were worshipped is the saying of the Most High. Those whom they call upon desire for themselves means of access to their Lord, as to which of them should be the nearest, and they hope for His mercy and fear His torment. Let's analyze the verse, shall we? This is in Surah Al-Isra, which is Surah number 17, verse number 57. Those, who's Allah, who is Allah referring to here by His saying those? The, there's a lot of inter interpretations. Some of them is Jesus, alayhi salam, and his mother. And in some interpreta interpretations, Uzair. And in some interpretations, a group of the jinn. There is no contradiction between those interpretations, as, as we shall clarify, inshallah. Those, let's take as an example, Isa 
وَأُمَّهُ Jesus and his, and his mother عليهم السلام Those whom they Now, who is Allah referring to by his saying they? The polytheists, the people who are worshipping them The people who are worshipping Isa and his mother Those, Isa and his mother Whom they, the ones worshipping them they call, those whom they call upon, meaning Isa, those are their qualities. What are their qualities mentioned in the verse? Firstly, please help me. Go ahead. What are their qualities mentioned in the verse? Quality number one, huh? Very good. They desire, huh? Means of access to their Lord. What does that mean? They do the good deeds to their Lord. Because what's the thing that gets you to your Lord? The good deeds. So they do the good deeds to their Lord. They desire means of access to their Lord. Number two. Please. Huh? The second quality mentioned in the verse. They hope, yes, huh? hope for his mercy. They hope for his mercy. Three, they fear, yes, fear his, sorry about that, for his mercy. They fear his torments. Those are the qualities of the people of those Isa and Maryam السلام, they desire means of access to their Lord only to their Lord none else to their Lord only okay if they desire means of access to their Lord only do they approve of what is being done to them no so they are against them they are against those who worship them. And they hope for his mercy and fear his torment. That means, what does this mean? The conclusion of those three qualities. They are slaves just of Allah. Just as you are. Right? Does he who fear Worthy of being worshipped? Worthy of being made a god? Does he who hope worthy of being made a god? Does he who gets close to someone else worthy of being a god worshipped besides Allah? No. So this verse proves that also the pious men worship not just idols. Not just idols. And the proof that the stones and trees are worshipped or were worshipped is his most, the, most, uh, the most high saying. Have you considered Allat and Al Uzza? Allat and Al Uzza are a bunch of uh, idols and, uh, and trees that were worshipped besides Allah. 
Have you considered Allat al-Uzza? What does that mean? That means, have you seen what happened to Allat and al-Uzza and Manat? Did they benefit you? Did they cast away harm from you? Did they stop the soldiers of the Prophet when they came to destroy them? No. So have you considered them? They're nothing. They're nothing. They do not benefit nor harm you. This is what it means. The other third. The other third. It is a style of degrading. The other third. A style of degrading in the Quran. And a proof also that uh, trees were, were worshipped. Hadith Abi Waqid al who said, we departed with the Prophet ﷺ to Hunayn when we had recently left Kufr. Put three lines over this sentence, when we had recently left Kufr. This is an excuse to why they have said what they have said coming now. So, Abu Waqid al with a group, Departed to Hunayn with the Prophet وسلم, when they have just, just recently left Kufr. The Mushrikeen used to have a tree which they used to devote themselves to and hang their weapons upon. They used to call it Thatu Anwat because Anwat is the plural of Naut. Naut. N A W T. Naut. Anwat is the plural of note. Note is something you hang something upon, like a hook, or anything that you, that you hang something upon. It is called note. So thatu anwat, yani the one which has a lot of things to, to hang something upon, yani the trees, the tree. They used to call it thatu anwat. Why? Because they used to hang their weapons on those trees, thinking that those trees are a source of blessing. Besides Allah, gives the blessing to those weapons, and it blesses them also. A source of blessing besides Allah. This is how they worship those trees. So, <clears throat> he said, we passed by a tree and said, oh messenger of Allah. I'm going to always refer you to what he said at first, which is, recently left kufr. That means we don't yet know our Tawheed very well. This is the importance of knowing, learning your creed, Tawheed, the first thing that you should learn, what, what uh, concerns your Shahada. First thing before Salah, before anything else. Listen, we passed by a tree and said, O Messenger of Allah, appoint for us Adhatu Anwat like they have Adhatu Anwat. Appoint to us a tree like they have a tree. Why? They thought that what they were doing with the tree was pleasing to Allah. So they wanted a tree of their own. But, you know what? Did they act from themselves without the permission of the Prophet ﷺ? They went back to the Prophet ﷺ and they asked his permission. Not like a lot of us today. When we want to do something, and we just think without a proof that is pleasing to Allah, we do it. 
whether we know it has been proven by the teachings of the Prophet or not. But look and let's learn and take a lesson from the companions of the Prophet Anything which they thought or they wanted to do to get close to Allah, they used to ask first the Prophet Why? Why? Why do they ask the Prophet Yes, please, anyone. So, what does that mean? Naam? Huh? Only he can say what is pleasing to Allah and what is not. Because he is the messenger. This is the reason that he was sent. The reason that he was sent is to show us what pleases Allah from what doesn't. This is the reason. So, they do not dare do something that they believe is getting them close to Allah, except after asking the Prophet Let's take a lesson from that. So he says, we asked the Prophet we said what? We said, appoint to us adhatu anwat. So the Prophet what did he say? He said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Three times. Quote, three times. And in another narration, he says, Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. And there's no contradiction because he could have said all six together. Yeah, and he could have said, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah, Subhanallah, Subhanallah. What has made the Prophet say that three times? Amazed. He said, Qultum walladhi nafsi biyadih, kama qalat banu Israel li Musa. You have said just as the children of Israel said to Musa. What have they said? اجعل لنا إلها كما لهم آلها. Appoint to us a God just as they have a God. Now the question I'd like to ask the dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Abu Waqid and his group did they say the exact same quote that the children of Israel said to Musa? No. Although the Prophet وسلم, what did he say? You have said just as the children of Israel said to Musa. Why did the Prophet وسلم, make it the same? Although two different quotes. Because the conclusion of both Give us something to, be, to, to, to worship just as they have something to worship. It's the same thing. Because seeking blessings from Allah without the will of Allah is an act of worship. So the Prophet ﷺ made it the same. Children of Israel, did they want something to be worshipped? Yes. In the Quran. اِجْعَلْ لَنَا إِلَهًا Abu Waqid and his group, did they ask for something to be worshipped besides Allah? No? Yes, who said no? I don't mind. No? Let's continue the hadith. He says, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. By the one in whose hands is my soul. 
These are the ways. The like of what you have said is what Bani Israel said to Musa. Make for us a God as they have God. Who made both quotes the same? Me or the Prophet Now, the second question I want to ask. What have the children of Israel asked Musa? Another? Ilah. What does Ilah mean? As we explained in the previous class. What does Ilah mean? Anything that's worshipped. So they asked for something to be worshipped, yes? The Prophet said, You have said the same thing as the children of Israel said to said to Musa. That means that Abu Waqad and his group asked for something to be. You get my point? Same thing. Verily, you are an ignorant people. Now, see, the group of Abu Waqid, they asked for shirk or not? They asked for shirk. Did they become mushriks? Why? Because they haven't acted upon it. Because they asked according to ignorance. They were ignorant. They were ignorant that such a thing is considered shirk. Those are the companions of the Prophet ﷺ who had recently left kufur. What about us? How much are we ignorant of? Ask yourself this question. And his saying, when we recently left kufur, this means, this proves a point. What is that point? This proves that the rest who haven't recently left kufur are aware that such a thing is considered a shirk. Understood? Understood? No? Very good. Okay. Let's say, for example, I'll give you a plain example. I'm new in a company. Just have been employed, alhamdulillah. I don't know a lot of the... Uh, do I know a lot of the rules and regulations? Procedures? No. What about the rest who are not new to the company? They know. So, if I do something wrong and uh, uh, guide a, 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 a customer in a wrong way, I'll apologize. What will my excuse be? I'm sorry, I'm new here. Right? Same thing. Me saying, apologizing, and, saying, and using as, a, as an excuse as being new in a company. What does that mean? That means the others hmm, know what to do. Or they are more aware of the procedures than I am. Same thing here. Those said, we have recently left kufr. What does that mean? It's as if they're saying to you, excuse us of what we have asked from the Prophet ﷺ. Pardon us, we were ignorant that such a thing was an act of polytheism. What would that mean? That means that the rest of the Sahaba, they are aware. What does that mean? That means that the Sahaba studied well. Sah? Studied well what? Their Tawheed, their belief, creed, first thing. 
So, this is the conclusion of the uh, third principle. I will write it down. The summary of the third principle. No. Whoever did not understand, please. Please, no. No. Good, very good question. Because, Hafizakillah, first of all, we need to understand what is the meaning of worship, al ibadah. What is the meaning of al ibadah? See. Before we move on to the summary, I will write this. The definition of al ibadah. What is al ibadah? This is it. Al ibadah is every act Allah is pleased with from his slave is called a ibadah every act allah is pleased with from his slave second question how do we know what allah is pleased with as an act, as an act, yani. there are there are two ways. None. The prescribed, huh? the prescribed ones. The prescribed yeah, but how? How? How do we know that such a thing is a ibadah? How? Quran and Sunnah. Everything in Quran and Sunnah. How? What are the ways to know that such an act is an ibadah? Father. But uh, you're not attending my classes online, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is acceptance. But I'm saying what is considered an act of worship. This is a difference. See my question? What are the ways? Rewards for the act of good. What are the ways to identify that such a thing is an act of worship? There are two ways. Father, father. Huh? Huh? No, no. What is the proof? How do we know that helping out someone in need is an act of worship? What? You're close. Okay. There are two ways. Simple. Two ways. Naam. Who said it? Allah's orders. Beautiful. The, uh, the order. The order. Okay. Example. أَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ وَأَتُوا الزَّكَةِ Order to do what? Huh? To establish salah. Would Allah order us to do something He's not pleased with? No. Ordering us to do it only means that He is Pleased with us doing it. Wadih? Salah is ibadah. So if you asked, how did we know salah is ibadah? Because Allah ordered us to do it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only orders with that which He is pleased with. Conclusion, salah is ibadah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Do not fear them and fear me. Is this a command, an order? 
Yes. Conclusion, fear is an act of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَعْبُدْهُ وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَيْهِ Tawakkal alayh means depend or rely upon him. So reliance upon Allah is an act. How do we know? Allah ordered. Okay, this is the first way. Second way, praising, praising someone, or, or, or the, the praise, simply the praise. The praise. Meaning when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises on someone for an act he did, that act is an act of worship. Because have being praised for doing an act mean, means that this act is pleasing to Allah. Yes? Right. Simple example. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Verily, the believers are successful. مَنْ هُمْ الَّذِينَ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ Khashi'oon. Khushu' is an act of worship. How did we know? Because Allah praised them who attain khushu' in their salah. Alright, now to get to my point, sister. Seeking blessings. Al-Barakah. Seeking blessings is an act of worship. Why? Because the blessing only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To, so to see, we can only seek blessing from that which Allah said it is a source of blessing. So seeking blessing is an act of worship. Now, the general principle of Islam, of ikhlas, the first thing, the first thing to do to achieve ikhlas, I said in the previous uh, class, what is it? Directing an act of worship to other than Allah is shirk, polytheism. Now, when you seek blessings from that tree, and by the way, when they sought blessings from the tree, they, not, they didn't only think it is a means and reasons of blessing. They believe that the tree gives them the blessing even without the will of Allah. Yani, a direct, not an indirect, a direct source of blessing. So seeking your blessings from other than Allah, is this an act of worship? Is this an act of worship? Yes, it is. Seeking your blessings is an act of worship. Now when I seek it from other than Allah, who am I giving my act of worship to? Other than Allah. Okay? The children of Israel, when they asked Musa, make us a god, like they have a god, like they have an ilah, what had they asked? They asked for their worship to be directed to other than Allah. Conclusion the same? Same. Clear? So, giving your act of worship to other than, directing your act of worship to other than Allah, is shirk, whether directed to idols or anything else. This is the summary of the third principle. So the summary. 
of the third principle. The summary of the third principle. Giving or directing your worship to other than Allah is polytheism. Let's say a shirk. A shirk is a shirk, an act of shirk is an act of polytheism. Whether hmm, whether directed to idols or anything else. Anything else. Huh? right you can correct me don't worry anything else 